The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. I am so, so glad today to have you join NUMA Podcast. The key text for today is the book of Habakkuk, chapter 3, verse 17 to 19. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hind's feet, and he will make me to walk upon mine high places. Please join me as I pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, I thank you today for another privilege to be able to bring your word to the world. And Father, I pray today for your anointing, for your inspiration of this word. And I pray that as many God that will be listening to NUMA podcast today will be blessed. And I thank you because I know that you have answered these prayers. And I seal these prayers in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The title of this podcast is Rejoice in the Lord Unconditionally. Rejoice in the Lord Unconditionally. The world is saturated with trouble and uncertainty, and as a result, conditions many to ask the fundamental question, why? Why so much pain? Why all the troubles that we see? Why coronavirus that has incapacitated our economy? The news items on our medias are depressing. The range from health, economy to security that seems endless and yet children of God are encouraged to rejoice unconditionally. And we will see how that should be. A latest research showed that the word rejoice is used at least 194 times in the old king james version of the bible and this 
led me to believe that the adjective rejoice is a necessary therapy for the child of God to survive in these days and on this side of eternity. We who believe in God are well aware of the troubles and challenges post-Eden. That is to say that since the fall of man in Genesis chapter 3 in the Garden of Eden, the Adamic progeny have been subjected to untold difficulty even after Jesus Christ came to redeem us. However, the comforting thing is this. The coming of the Lord Jesus Christ created for us the window of opportunity to rejoice in the face of difficulty and uncertainty. And that is the crux of this podcast today. Here is what Jesus Christ said in the book of John chapter 10 verse 10. The thief approaches with malicious intent looking to steal, slaughter, and destroy. I came to give life with joy and abundance. My dear brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ is aware of the causative factor of our sufferings and troubles. So he reassured us, his followers, of his commitment to the creation of our joy so that we, that's you and I, can rejoice regardless. And this is because the joy of the Lord is our strength in difficult times and not the joy of the unfolding circumstances or the joy in your village, town, and cities. This is why it is worth remembering whenever you find yourself in difficulty, the singular purpose for why Jesus Christ came the first time. During the next few minutes, we will be considering, among other things, what it means to rejoice in the Lord in all circumstances and why it is not just a matter of obedience to the Word of God or about how we feel at certain point. The key text for this podcast, as you already know, is Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 to 19. And it is a passage that has been employed by many as source of comfort and encouragement in troubled times. This, I believe, is because the prophet Habakkuk captured correctly the experience and conditions of his audience in time of their difficulties and was saddled with the duty of a watchman that has a long and panoramic view into the dealings of the Most High God, enough to bring this all-encompassing message to his people. The book of Habakkuk is essentially an outline of complaint about the unfairness suffered by the people and concurrently asserting the astuteness and the reverence of the Most High God to the oppressed people. 
this position taken by the prophet is so important to demonstrate that while he acknowledged the people's reality, he is also attuned to the sovereignty of their God in every circumstances and in every aspect of their lives. Friends, this point of view inspired greatly joy and confidence in the hearts and minds of his audience as it is doing to those of us secondary readers in 2021. Today, however, this podcast would pay particular attention to the concluding part of the book of Habakkuk and that's again chapter 3 verse 17 to 19 as it challenges readers or listeners to place their faith in God in troubled times and not doubt God even when there are obvious and critical questions to be asked. Importantly, the prophet revealed to us steps he took during his own challenging time. A step that is important to us today. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, it is very important to establish here before proceeding any further to what it means to rejoice in the Lord in all circumstances and also to understand that it should not be considered inexplicable when we encounter trouble in life because tribulations and trials are a part of the package of being a disciple of Jesus Christ and also that trouble is indeed a vital part of the cosmological arrangement. Hence, the unrestricted natural catastrophes such as earthquakes that are so frequent today in our world. Here is what Jesus Christ said in the book of uh, John chapter 16 verse 33 about the reality of trouble in our midst. I have told you all this so that you will have peace of heart and mind. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but cheer up for I have overcome the world. This passage can be taken apart to understand clearly what the Lord Jesus Christ is implying here. In the first part, he said, I have told you all this so that you will have peace. This means that the listeners have been informed and assured of trouble they would experience so long as they live on the side of eternity. And the reason is so that when the troubles come, their minds will be at rest because they already know about such possibilities. And as they say, to be forewarned is to be forearmed against uncertainties. The next part is cheer up. Not just to cheer up for nothing, but because Jesus Christ is in absolute control of situations even when it does not appear so. Dear brothers and sisters, this is the reason why you must make conscious efforts each day to rejoice in the Lord unconditionally. 
All things considered, rejoicing in the Lord always does not suggest that, as you can see, that there would not be times when we are personally and practically impacted by issues such as unexplainable illnesses, broken alliances, death of loved ones, and other calamities. This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. Bet. What this simply means is our attitude to these situations as they are setting to determine our altitude in our worship to God. There has to be continuous balancing acts when we experience good and bad things in life. Remember, the cheerful Jesus Christ also wept, and that's John chapter 11 verse 35, when it was necessary to do so. Does this mean that while the weeping was going on, Jesus Christ lost the ability to rejoice? My answer would be a giant no. This is because Jesus Christ knew the ephemerality of his reality then, and this is important to bear in mind always. This disposition should be a lesson for all of us followers of Jesus Christ too when we deal with similar situations. First, we must recognize and acknowledge the reality of the situation and then the ephemerality of that situation. That way, our ability to rejoice would not be interfered with by circumstances. Now, returning to the book of Habakkuk, chapter 3, verse 17 to 19, we find the resolve of the prophet not to relent in the face of the trouble all around him. And he employed the imageries of fig trees, olive crops, and livestock to drive deep his message of hope to the people. He said in verse number 17, Even though the fig trees are all destroyed, and there is neither blossom left nor fruit, though the olive crops all fail, and the field lie barren, even if the flocks die in the fields, and the cattle's barns are empty. These images used here are important today as they were then, because, for example, the fig is an important fruit that symbolizes peace, prosperity, and the well-being of the people of God. It tells a story of a flourishing people. The fig tree takes time to grow into maturity by the relentless loving hands of the husbandman who has committed to tending to its progression over the years. In the same way, the prophet also used the image of the olive, one of the most highly valued trees in ancient Israel, to visually illustrate his message appropriately. Olive represents so many virtues such as fruitfulness, belonging, and in the case of its oil, purity and an element of anointing. 
Lastly, the motif of flocks dying is as important as the former because they are also essential part of the food security and prosperity of the people as demonstrated throughout the Bible that could easily be wiped out as a result of persistent drought in the land. I wonder if you, my brothers and sisters, are feeling that your hopes and the aspiration for the future are becoming less and less feasible and you are feeling like saying, God, please give me a sign to hold on to. Then you are right at Chez Habakkuk, a place of despondency. Dear friends, this is what Habakkuk is saying to you today. Just hang in there as help is on the way to you, but it is traveling on the wings of faith as we shall see shortly. The metaphoric implication of these imageries are to capture the imaginations and the importance of what was being said. The next verse, that's verse number 18 said, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be happy in the God of my salvation. This verse represents one of the deepest expressions of faith in the whole Bible. This is because Prophet Habakkuk resolved to rejoice in the God of his salvation unconditionally. A hard line to take today in a world of preachers who constantly terrorize the emotion of Christians who suffer by establishing that the reason for their suffering or trouble must be the result of sin instead of seeing suffering as part of the price of living on this side of eternity. Can we dare to bring ourselves today to the place of Habakkuk? and say like him, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be happy in the God of my salvation. Brothers and sisters, I don't know what your own spiritual surgery may be right now, but I can tell you for free today that the Lord God is fully aware that you are there and because he sees everything, this is what the psalmist have to say about the all-knowing God who knows you too, my brothers and my sisters. And that is Psalm 139, verse number 1 to 6. Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand brothers and sisters what a blessed assurance we can glean from this passage 
Isn't it comforting to know that you are known by the Most High God, the Creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who came down, who was hung on the cross, and who died in your place, and who is coming again after the resurrection. Praise God today, brothers and sisters. The last part of our key text, and that's Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 19 says, The Lord God is my strength. He will give me the speed of a deer and bring me safely over the mountains. What the prophet is saying here is simple. Rely on God, not on yourself, for understanding the things happening around you. Such understanding is not to deny your reality, but to acknowledge them, see the hand of God in them, even if they are uncomfortable. Just remember the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1. It says this, Faith is the confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. It is the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us, even though we cannot see it up ahead. This is it, brothers and sisters. The prophet Habakkuk understood this conditionality. He knew the terms and condition of the service to God, of worship to God. And that was what made him to rejoice in his God unconditionally. That should also make you rejoice in your God unconditionally too. As I end this podcast today, I want to remind you, my brothers and my sisters, that Prophet Habakkuk's journey is a reflection on the journey of all those who had followed the path of this life. Although the prophet Habakkuk started his prophetic writings with insurmountable questions on his mind, just as we have questioned today of what is happening but he ended in faith in the God of his salvation. Just as the scripture noted earlier in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4b and re-echoed in Romans chapter 1 verse number 17b respectively. The just shall live by faith. Martin Luther learned this secret. John Bunyan learned this secret. The just shall live by faith. So brothers and sisters, it is my sincere prayer today that God, the God of our salvation, the God of your salvation, the God of my salvation will also lead you and me to that place of Habakkuk where we will learn to trust and rejoice in our God unconditionally. And with this, I say, God bless you, and let us pray again. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you today because of your loving kindness, because of your grace, and because of your mercy for us today. I ask, O oh Lord, that your word has a purpose when it comes out there. 
It brings life into your people. And today, I, your servant, have brought the word, your word, to your people. And I ask, O oh Lord, that may this word be a blessing to them who are out there, those that I know and those that I don't know, that in the end, we will learn to rejoice and to be glad in you because we serve a God that is full of grace, that is full of mercy. And I seal this prayer today in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, the one who is coming back again. Amen. In his time, in his time, he makes all things beautiful in his time Lord please show me every day as you're teaching me your way that you do just what you say in Thank you for listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.